this is the Pleasurable Money Podcast. Hi, I'm Megan, and I'm the divine alien driving this here spaceship. I'm a pleasurable money coach with over a decade of experience in finance. During that time, I have learned that a mix of systems and spirituality makes a perfect blend. I have helped hundreds of spiritual business owners heal their relationship with money, and I'm here to teach you how to become money's ride or die. Stop treating money like a booty call using the help of tools like breathwork and pleasure, which will be featured on this podcast. And learn from me and other experts about how to own your wealth. Together, we will break down what it looks like to be in relationship with money and to be in full embodiment with your pleasure. Today, we're going to be talking about the life cycle of the mindset behind the money. So how we move through receiving, having, being, and giving. And I really encourage you to have something tangible that makes you feel luxurious or opulent. I have a few things on my person right now adorning my vessel. Got this cool fuzzy jacket that makes me feel like I don't know, like Kim Kardashian or something. <laughs> I don't often feel like Kim. And then I have this feather that I got in Brazil, which makes me feel like a wild woman. If you can grab something that makes you feel like your higher self, something that really connects you. I also got these glasses in Puerto Rico last week. They are fake, but they are cute. I also have some water for hydration because I'm a hydrated bitch. I also have my beer because I love a brewski. Let's all take a drink together. It's actually an orange vanilla brew. I was like, I'm gonna hate this, but it's actually pretty good. (laughs) I've been channeling all day writing exactly what I wanted to say to you all. I used to feel like when I did these types of masterclasses or talks to Facebook groups or masterminds, I used to feel like I had to have every single thing lined out. I would write my entire script instead of just using like bullet points on what I wanted to talk about. I was so afraid that I was gonna forget something. I had to have it all written out. But today, I feel like whatever is said, whatever comes out of my mouth is what is meant to hear. So I trust that you will get what you need to get from this session. It's not, (laughs) I feel like masterclasses are like an hour long of me talking at you, but we're going to be doing, I'm going to have you pop in the chat box a couple times. We're going to do some embodiment work as we move through each of the phases of the mindset of of the states of being, we're going to drop into our bodies. I encourage you to have a journal near you if you want to take notes on your computer or your phone, wherever you're watching from, just to connect with what we're talking about today. So as I was channeling today, I pulled the card, the paradox card, which at first I was like, what? But then I was like, okay, I get it, I get it, I get it. So we're going to be talking about the shadow and 
the or the um I forget what the word was that I was using the imbalanced or the shadow side or the balanced or the light side of each of these states of being like I'm like I was saying <clears throat> and um, real quick I do want to drop in to our bodies so that we can connect and like I mentioned before as we go through each of the phases we'll be dropping into our body at each of those times let's close our eyes touch a part of your body even if it's your heart if your knees you want to put your hands together whatever feels comfortable for you touch a part of your body make yourself aware of this vessel that we are running around this world in and thank it say thank you and honor it maybe you know rub yourself a little bit give yourself a hug and let's get out of our minds for a little bit shall we let's get into the body move just a little bit whatever feels right Maybe a big stretch. Arms overhead, maybe rolling your neck. And then coming back to center, whatever feels good. Whatever feels good in your body. So, as we begin, in each of the states of being we're going to dive in today, we're going to be feeling into how the action actually manifests it itself within our bodies. So we're going to be taking note of where we feel each of the states of being, whether it's in your chest or your sacral or your crown. I've provided some like imagery and chakras that maybe you can align to if you're having some issues, but I want you to really Follow your intuition when it comes to this. If I say, okay, visualize your crown chakra and you're like, that's not where I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it in my heart. Then go with that. Like, this is not a set in stone. I was just kind of, I uh, wanted to provide some things to grasp onto for you. And then one other thing before we start is that I want to make sure that we are not becoming angry with our scarcity mindset or disappointed or betrayed by feeling scarce in any way because just like our ego it's there to protect us it's there to make sure that we don't go broke and end up in the streets and die you know it's it's there to serve us and at some points it has served us well in our life but I want us to take charge in this moment and moving forward every time you feel that scarcity. <sighs> Feeling it in your body, pinpointing the place you feel it and saying, thank you so much for trying to protect me, but I'm in charge now and I don't need your help. Peace out. So, is everybody ready? I'd love to, I want you to in the chat box, Tell me before we even get started, from before we even before I even tell you like what each thing means to me and 
I want you to tell me what you think you have a problem with, whether it's receiving, having, being, or giving. Where do you feel like is your is the place where you're feeling stuck? Jess says having and holding. Isabella says receiving. Beautiful, beautiful. And I I wanted to do this because I have a feeling that by the end you might have a different perception or you might realize that it's more than one <laughs> and you're kind of struggling with several. And at the end, we're gonna talk about what a balanced and light side of the whole entire cycle looks and feels like. Okay, beautiful. We're gonna begin with receiving. So we, before we drop into the embodiment, I wanted to talk a little bit about what receiving to me means. So this is usually one of the first blocks that I work on with my clients. It is truly being open and being doted upon and being so excited and thankful and feeling your luxury in being doted on. So there's almost this vicious cycle of being indebted to someone who gives you a gift or to someone who gives you a service. So I think of how I was taught to receive gifts when I was younger. There's always a, a thank you card. There's always something in return that we must do in order to be, in order for the gift to be received well. If you don't send a thank you card, then you have not upheld your side of the bargain of the gift. And that to me is extremely imbalanced, extremely shadow side of receiving. Feeling like at every turn, when we receive something, we have to give something back. And we get into this vicious cycle of like, oh, that person did something for me, I have to do something for them. Oh, that person did something for me, I have to do something for them. Receiving, giving, receiving, giving, receiving, giving. And it's never truly ours because when we receive something and immediately have to give it back or give something else back, there's never this full acceptance of whatever the gift was. And I'm not saying like be rude or <clears throat> be like, oh, <laughs> we'll talk. So the shadow side for me is a little, um, what came up was like entitlement and almost privilege and entitlement and privilege. So kind of sitting back and being like, yes, bitch, like, give me more, you know, like, I deserve it all, and, like, none of y'all deserve anything, so that, to me, is the very shadow side of receiving, and while we're on the subject of the shadow side of receiving, we've also got laziness and slothfulness, so feeling like you don't owe anyone anything else, and you can just rest and sit back because you deserve it all. So on the same vein of being entitled and being privileged, you are sitting back and 
not contributing to society. And that's where the whole circle, that's where the whole cycle comes into play is that once you are in your light of receivership, you're also in your light of giving. So there's a, there's a beautiful give and take there. So let's think about, sorry, I'm already getting hot. For me, when I think of receiving, it's, it happens in my chest, in my heart. So when I think of the shadow side of receiving, it's like a collapsed chest. It is a, you're meek. You're like, oh no, you, like, please, like, you don't have to do anything for me. Like, I'm just, I'm over here in the corner. Like, don't worry about me. It's very, don't look at me. I'm not here to take up space. And when we are in our light of receivership, our chest is open. It's proud. We are in our receivership and ready to receive so much that we, I, I called it being sacredly spoiled. So knowing your worthiness because you arrived on this planet whole, because you know that you deserve to be valued, you deserve to be respected, you deserve to be admired. My favorite word here is being cherished. Oh, I love that word. Doesn't that word feel so good, being cherished? Just being, someone loves you so much to give to you without expecting reciprocation. And that's where our, where we're let off the hook almost of, you get to receive without feeling like you need to give something back of yourself. A simple thank you may be enough to suffice. But I don't, I, I don't want us to get into the tied up in the like, what it means to be like polite when it comes to receiving gifts. Because I think as women, or as feminine, feminine presenting people on this earth, we are kind of taught to always be polite, to never rock the boat, to never have some anything negative to say. If, I, if you curse like a sailor and you're a woman, automatically you're taken less seriously. So a lot of this shadow of receiving comes from our conditioning as women on this earth. So let's talk about what balanced looks like one more time. I said, knowing your worthiness because you arrived on this planet whole, sacredly spoiled, being valued, respected, admired, cherished, precious. That's another great one. Being, feeling precious and special, adored, pampered, tender. I got my thesaurus out and I was like oh yes this word and this word and this word I love that word I really want you guys to connect with the words here because I think that the words are invoking the reactions in our body so really quick before we go into the embodiment of receiving I want to talk a little bit about the chakra and the imagery that I landed on. So our imagery here is goddess queen energy. Think of Beyonce. She is 
the queen of being humbly worshipped. People literally, like, people's whole religion is Beyonce. And people worship her. And she is so humble. You don't see her flaunting anything. She receives. She's graceful. She is grateful. So we have goddess queen energy. Be worshipped. We're going to look, we're going to envision the crown chakra here, which is a purple or indigo or white or clear light. And this represents our self-responsibility, our inner strength, and being present with ourselves. I really wanted to start with receiving because we have to um, move through the rest of these phases with a full cup, with our self-image, with our confidence being at its height in the most sacred way, like I'm saying. So there's as little ego present as possible. There's always some ego. We're always going to have, because we're only human, but we can diminish that ego as much as possible. Bringing your attention back to the room and quickly jotting down anything that came up. I'd love to know, drop in the chat, where you felt in your body. Where did you feel receivership? As well as who came to mind that has been trying to give you something forever and you're just not letting that person give you anything. I think that comes, and there's a few in here where I'm like, I can see the throat definitely being the place for this, but I think the throat is our place of standing up for ourselves. And, you know, if, if you need receivership and you haven't been asking for help, then that's where that's gonna manifest. If you haven't been speaking up for yourself, if you haven't been claiming your receivership. Okay, great. Two throats. <laughs> Sounds like a bad band name. I love it. Okay, thank you guys for being so. Yeah, Katie, I know we've done this practice before and opening our heart space together. All right. We get to talk about having. So having and being for me felt similar at the beginning, but they're so starkly different now. So having is where we get intimate with our money, where we have the relationship and the vulnerability and the romance. It can be extremely uncomfortable to sit with money and have money in our accounts. The biggest thing that I hear from people who are scared of having money, is that something bad's gonna happen and that it's all gonna be taken away from them. They tend to manifest emergencies. The minute that you get money, you go into this, this feast or famine. You're in a famine, you're in a famine, you're in a famine. Finally, you have money, you're like, oh shit, I gotta spend it all or else I'm not gonna be able to have the things I want in the next few weeks because I already know that the money's not going to be there next week and it's like the self-fulfilling thing like you know it's not going to be there because you know that you're going to spend it so you're like I better spend it all now <laughs> and get the things that I want or else I won't get the things that I want and then you're back where you started so it's another vicious cycle like we talked about last time of the 
vicious cycle of giving and receiving. This one is a vicious cycle of feast and famine. So with having, we want to be in the art of overflow. So there's this calm confidence of more than enough, satiated, sustained. You have a sexy savings account and that feels good. And you feel supported by your bank accounts. And I feel like for a lot of people, the, the fun is not in saving. The fun is in the spending. So having is very uncomfortable for, for a lot of people because it's not fun to be, to, you know, be, quote unquote, be responsible and to think about the future and set yourself up for success in the future, which I'm not saying necessarily that that's what having is, but it's got this connotation. Saving has this connotation of being very rigid and not having fun with your money. So I think a lot of people shy away from saving or they're the opposite. They're the shadow side or another shadow side of saving is stinginess and greed and obsessive saving. So this is where our scarcity comes in of like, I have to prepare for, for the future. And maybe this is an ingrained thought that your parents have nailed into you that you need to save for retirement. You need to have all of these things set up for you, you need to have, you can't put your car on credit. You have to pay it off in cash. We've got the two shadow sides of having. We've got the greed, the obsessive saving, the penny pinching, the scarcity mindset. And we also have the um, fear of being normal or boring or thinking about the future at all. Think of Gollum for Lord of the Rings about, you know, my precious, my precious. And he's like squirreling it away and like hiding it away. And it's, it will never see the light of day because he's got such a scarcity mindset around and, and a greed and, and an obsessiveness around his wealth. As I was mentioning before, this is where the relationship, the vulnerability, the romance comes in with your money. So having is like, you got this amazing, sexy bank account, you feel supported, you feel sustained, satiated. So the light side is a calm confidence, like I was saying, of more than enough. The art of overflow, the inner knowing that your base needs are taken care of, and that there is plenty of room for more. So the art of overflow is all about knowing that you have a roof over your head, that you have food in your belly, and that you get to do the things that you love. How amazing is that? And how, how just light, how light does that feel to not have to worry? Like, even if you already know that you have your base needs taken care of, it may feel really stretchy to spend that extra money on your extravagance which we're going to get to extravagance next but just being in a state of having is important before we get to the state of being so um before we drop into the embodiment real quick the chakra that i chose for this one is our solar plexus 
down in our belly because for me, having is all about sustainability and being um, satiated. So the solar plexus is yellow and it represents hunger and self-worth. And what I want you, the visuals here are, for me, it's almost like being okay with staying home on a Friday or Saturday night and cooking dinner because you know that that's where your priorities are right now. And maybe your priorities are not going out to eat. So, so choosing the calm confidence that you'll have plenty of time for over-the-top extravagance, we are in our, the only way I know how to say it is calm. So we're in our calm state right now. The next state is going to be fireworks, but we're in our like calm state right now. Bringing your attention back to the room. Quickly writing down anything that came up, noting where you felt that in your body. How does it feel to have a relationship with your money? How does it feel to be vulnerable and <clears throat> be intimate with your money and know it so well that you can be supported and also feel like you don't need to spend every single penny of it. I have these affirmations written down. I meant to give you the ones from the last one, but for the affirmations for having are, I am in a state of overflow. I have space to flourish and my savings account is sexy. And I'll go back and for, for receiving, the affirmation was, I am worthy of being cherished. I am open to being pampered and I am grateful for being valued. So drop in the chat box where you felt that in your body, where you felt having in your body. And then let's all take a sip together. Stomach rising up into the heart, beautiful. What I was just trying to say was I've been tuning into the sound of, mm, every time I take a bite or a sip of something, and it just like drops me into my pleasure even more. So when I take a sip. Mm. Yum. I feel it ring in my eyes. That's an interesting feeling. So to recap, we talked about receiving, which is opening your heart, being sacredly spoiled, being valued, being respected, being admired, cherished, precious, adored, pampered, tender. And we think of Beyonce because we got that goddess queen energy going. Then we talked about having, which is that calm confidence where we get intimate with our money, having the relationship with our money. We think of Gollum from Lord of the Rings for the, for the shadow of 
being greedy or obsessively saving. And in the light, we have this inner knowing that our base needs are taken care of and that there's plenty of room for more. Okay, next is my favorite thing to teach on, which is being and owning your opulence. Your opulence. Being is owning your opulence. Being is unapologetic in your wealth. This is the sacred brag. This is tuning into knowing you're the you're the shit and also being humble about it. So there's a little bit of this in receiving as well. So once we're in our light of receiving in our goddess queen energy, we can be how we be is so important. So as we are being unapologetic, being opulent and being extravagant, we are fully self-expressed. So the, the imbalance or the shadow side of being is gaudiness, it's arrogance, pretension, external validation, clout chasing, or haughtiness. So haughtiness is the appearance or quality of being arrogantly superior or disdainful. So we have this air of, look at my wealth, I'm some hot shit, y'all all bow down before me. So we kind of have the same energy from receiving as we do in being, but I think receiving is much more passive and in being, we're, we're being very active. So when we're in our light side of being, we got that divine drip, baby, the, the jewelry, we got the gold dripping from our fingers and from our arms. We are decorated and dripping with opulence, but it's divine. You know, we're, we're being aligned with it. We're being humble about it. We just know that we deserve the things that we desire. And if it's not actual gold, if it's not dripping gold, is that's not what you desire. Whatever it is, we are unapologetic in it. So we're the, the humble hoe, you know, aligning your spending with your higher self. So this, to me, is all about being in true, true embodiment and alignment. So being able to show your bank statement to anyone out there and them saying, oh, this is what Jess values. This is what she loves to do. Molly and I are going to be doing this next week. We're going to be going through the bank statement audit, and we're going to be aligning our spending with our higher self, which I don't want us to get caught up in like one version of our higher self. Our higher self is consistently changing. As we learn more about ourselves, our higher self vision changes constantly. So let me just make sure I touched everything. Unapologetic, sacred brag, showing your bank statement to someone. And really quickly, well, no, we won't do that this time. Um, Okay, yeah. So before we drop into the embodiment of being, I want to talk about the 
chakra and the imagery. So for me, it was kind of a combination of a few. So we have the throat chakra, which is blue, and it is the appreciation of beauty, self-expression. And then we have the sacral and root chakra, which both house pleasure and luxury and sex. So here we have the true connection of our divine femininity, our divine sexuality, everything opulent and luxurious. Jotting down anything that came up. For me, that's the, that's the kundalini energy for me. That's the snake in the bottom of my spine. That's the, the heat rising from my loins. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is beautifully um, exciting. Yes. So write down anything that came up really quickly. Share in the comments where you felt in your body that manifested. And I will provide the uh, affirmations for this one. Well, you made me feel hot. Yes. Yeah. Definitely in my shoulders. Definitely in my shoulders, too. Your chest. Mm. Jess, you got those Latin hips going. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love that song. I like literally I probably listen to it almost every single morning. So the affirmation for being is I am unapologetic in my wealth and no one can make me doubt my alignment. I am extravagant and my spending reflects my higher self. We're going to end with giving. So giving is stepping into empowered release. Here, before with having, we had the calm confidence. We were okay being home. We're okay being in a relationship, being intimate. Giving, we have bold confidence that it's always going to return to us. So as we... As we give, and it's not even like a, it's not like here, take. It's like a from me to you. So it's not, a, you know, start from to, from to. It's, it's a motion. It's a fluidity. It's a, I'm, I'm giving this to you, and I am so boldly confident that it will always return in some way. Not expecting reciprocation. But confidence that the universe will provide, that you, not even just the universe, but that confidence in yourself, confidence in yourself that you have the tools inside of you to create that money, to create that energy again. So what I wrote was making room for a tenfold return. We have this beautiful karmic response when we give empowered, when we release in an empowered state, because the shadow 
really quickly is giving with expectation. So this is the nasty snake-like giving where you're giving to receive something. This, you know, you're feeling like, okay, I'm giving this to you, but I expect praise or I expect clout or I expect some kind of gift or service in return. You better follow up. You know, you better, you are now indebted to me. So on the opposite side of receiving, not feeling like you have to give something back and also not feeling like somebody has to give something back to you. So we have to be in our light on both sides of the receiving and giving exchange. Because once there's some sort of expectation thrown into the mix, that's when we start getting fucked. You know, like that's when our ego starts to slip in and taint, taint the gesture. Another way that your scarcity might be going off is that as you're giving, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, how, uh, I don't know, how am I going to get this bag? Please just, just, just take it and let me not look at it. Let me not pay attention when I'm paying my bills. Let me completely dissociate when I pay my taxes. You know, it's, it's scary because you're already thinking about how am I going to get this money back? It's going, mayday, mayday, emergency pay attention, you're losing something here. So the shadow side is, we feel like we're losing something. We feel like we're giving up something or that somebody's taking something from us. People get real mad when, when they feel like something is being taken from them. Even if they don't necessarily want that thing or use that thing, if they feel like it's being taken from them and they're not quite ready to give it up yet, your alarm buzzers are going to go off. So the balance side <clears throat> looks like giving freely, giving without uh, expectation of reciprocation, passionate service. So for me, this kind of teaching was taught to me because I went to a Christian high school grew up in a very religious area. Passionate service, being so excited to have the, the giver's heart or the servant's heart. I was, when I gr was growing up, I used to get pra praised all the time for having a servant's heart because I was always considering others. Like if I was going to get a soda, hey, does anybody else want a soda? Oh my gosh, thank you so much for thinking of us. You have such a servant's heart. And that was something that was very coveted or worked toward in my community. So I'm not saying that's a bad thing or, or anything. That's just like my connection to being a giver and being in my light or balanced side of giving is having a passion for service and and having this fulfilling exchange of the giving and receiving cycle. So when you are completely fulfilled and lit up by the giving and receiving cycle, that's when you know that you're in your, in your light, in your balance. One more thing about 
passionate service. So when we are in our aligned giving, we have found our cause. So for me, it's like access to whole organic foods for all communities. Maybe for you, it's reproductive rights. Maybe for you, it's clean water access for everyone. So finding your cause and passionately pursuing that cause and giving of your time and your money uninhibited and feeling fulfilled in that exchange. And then lastly, it's going to be reflected in your spending as well. So just like in being, our spending habits are reflecting our opulence and our luxury. Our spending habits are also going to reflect what is important to us, what it, but um, values we hold as far as like charities and causes. Excuse me. Okay. So before we dive into the embodiment of giving, <clears throat> we've got the heart chakra, which is a green light. And this represents generosity and supportiveness. So as we dive deep into our bodies, that's what we're going to focus on. I want to make sure I'm honoring y'all's time. So quickly jotting down anything that came up, sharing in the chat box where you felt the energy of empowered release. That's one of my favorite songs too. Heart's beautiful. Mmm, hands. That's a great one. Release. Yeah. I also see this as receiving too. This is where we're going to wrap it up. The balanced cycle, the whole cycle itself from receiving to having to being and to giving, the light is harmony with our money. The light is not necessarily without scarcity, but in reverence to scarcity, but like I'm in the driver's seat and it shows up when maybe you're like actually in danger. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's rarely a factor and it becomes more of like a pet that you can kind of feed and send on its way. I hope that was insightful. If you have any last recollections or thoughts I'd love to to have you drop them in the chat box and I'm just so grateful that you all were here bye y'all you've been listening to the pleasurable money podcast if you want to attract more money into your life subscribe to pleasurable money wherever you listen and if you learned something today dm this episode to a friend Reviews help this podcast reach the rest of the world, so if you leave a five-star review on iTunes, it could be featured in a future episode. Love you so much. Bye.